Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Tell me, Captain Strange, do you Straight. Uh, you crave ginger or you crave Marianne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had. Originally, a little Mrs. Howell. I crave Mr. Howell. Just for some strange. <laughs> I had a. Uh, a What's this? Stout. And the rest shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a stout with ice cream in it today. It was as bad huh? as that sounds. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound. <laughs> um, okay, first fantastic. of all, if it was a Guinness float, yes. they are awesome. Oh, and you're wrong. This one wasn't. Oh, wow. It wasn't Guinness. It was some sort well, of Guinness. Self. Guinness well, is that, not that good. Problem. Guinness uh, is not that good. Everyone like that's right. On Guinness. A Guinness that's float, not that right. good. A Guinness float would be good, or a nope. Murphy's Irish Stout float would be really good. Nope. I don't know what you had, but that's you know that's on you. It was a relatively bitter stout, so it was not the perfect thing to mix with something sweet. I will tell you, uh, if you do like a Young's chocolate stout with uh, vanilla Pardon? ice cream. <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah. This this it's conversation good. went weird. And don't radio me. I'm not like a Budweiser guy. Welcome just, to Bar just, Shock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, it was uh, weird though. Ice cream and beer is very weird. It, it's not my bag. Yeah, I will say that's well. It's it's nice that there's something weird to eat out there. That Andy's like, yeah, no. Wow. I don't I don't care true. for the snails either. I've eaten them. I'll try. I'll try you it. Know, but I'm not a big fan. Well, of them. yeah, I know you'll try it. It's just I'm I'm waiting for the next time we all do a geek shock dinner, and you're like, let's go get some stout and ice cream. Yeah. No. No. Let's, let's just drive go, two let's hours. Let's go to the same three goddamn places over and over every week. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm all for going different places. It's this fuck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh wow! I don't even oh, eat with you guys a lot. Kirsten. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, we yeah. I am a close. We do. I. Yeah, it's like you want to do something special. There are six other nights in the week, boys. Hey, let's plan yeah, but, ahead. Hey, but you listen, got, you guys, we can, have, we can make a night of it. You have the podcast after you eat we, the special no, dinner. No, <laughs> Kirsten, I don't want we it. all we all work those other six nights in the week. You, you guys so. are my only day some night. of us work this night in the week. Yeah, that, that too. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Get it, us getting together for the show and dinner is special. Exactly. Thank you, Exactly. Jeff. So we don't need to go to some fucking special place. Right. We can go to the same three places over and over <laughs> and over. There and you over. go. Welcome to Geek Shock number 464. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Fuck K. <laughs> wow. Fact-checked Andy. And I rate Matt. <laughs> We're talking. I rate I don't, I don't Matt rate very high. fuck you. <laughs> We're t- a spirited geek shot. Shut up, Torgo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gentlemen, gentlemen, what uh, what geeky things you do this week? I saw Castle Wolfenstein the movie. No, what was it called? Overlord. 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 Yeah. Overlord. How is yeah. Overlord? It's really, really good. It yes, looks it is. fun. It's better than it should be. Mm-hmm. It could work as a military movie. That paratrooping, like the, well, para- the, the whole... first half of it, is like straight war movie. Yeah, it's like Saving Private Ryan, <laughs> and, and then slowly the zombies slip in. I like it. It, it, it yeah, it looks fantastic. It is. They got yeah. some shock value too when they. Whoa! Oh I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I have no no uh, immunity to uh, jump scares at all. 
I was oh. all over the place in that movie. Oh, did you fun. have a drink? I'm going. I when did you not. Jump scare. Okay, no. good, good. <laughs> For everybody <laughs> that sat around you, good. I didn't actually do something, but I have an almost Andy style story. Oh dear. Oh, do I, I want one of these? <laughs> no, I yeah. almost went to see Postmodern Jukebox really? yesterday. Aww. However, plans fell through. So Ooh. the person I was going to go with uh, sick. So oh, I'm so sorry. It- yeah, I was I looking love forward post-modern to postmodern jukebox. They they have a. Did you have uh, a ticket already? No, thank God. Okay, well, okay. there there were tickets available, so we were just going to buy them at the box office and not have to do the whole, you know, buy ahead, pay the all that shit. Buy ahead, yeah. They, buy oh, buy ahead. ahead. Okay. <laughs> they play here with relatively frequently. Do they? Which is kind of. I just nice. know they were they were like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They were in town. So. Yeah. The um, we actually have a connection with postmodern jukebox. We do. Oh yeah. One of the one of the singers. I forget. Uh, I forget her name. Her last name is Scott. Okay. She is the daughter of Mary Jo Scott, who used to work, who opened Star Trek: The Experience oh. with us way back in '98, '97. How do you like that? Yeah. So she, uh, she's her singing career is starting to take off, and she's she's quite the singer. So terrific, good voice. Wow. Well, I had a very special dinner this week. Hear that? A special dinner. I had... Not tonight! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah, it was on a Thursday night. Thursday night! That's because he's off on Thursdays. With Captain Luddite. Whoa! Did you really? Oh, yeah. I didn't even know he was in town. He, he was in town for a few and then mooped and scooped right back out. I was hoping he could be on the show, but unfortunately that did not work out. Nice of him to tell the rest of us. Well, not, yeah, good. Uh, he, at least he got dinner with you know the person he cares about. So yeah. hey. Not the person who went 3,000 miles to go visit his store. No, that's gone now. <laughs> that's gone now, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Captain Luddite used to be a part of Geek Shock and uh, was the director of the movie that we... I was in way back when. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the movie. Garbage Pale Unicorn. Yeah, he oh, left Vegas, opened up a board game store in Illinois, and unfortunately that uh, fell through in the last couple of weeks. But we had a nice discussion about running a game store and a lot of board game discussion and movies and things that Luddite used to talk about on the show. It was nice. Cool. Very cool. He's, he's tried really hard to get me interested in Gloomhaven. Really? Uh, if you're not mm. familiar with Gloomhaven, it is a massive board game, a dun- a legacy dungeon crawl board game. Legacy games are the ones that the game is forever altered as you play it. That therefore your game experience is your own and no one else's. But apparently, Gloomhaven has like a hundred plus hours of gameplay in it. Mm. It's cooperative. How, How do you players? like that? If it's cooperative, it's cooperative, but at the same elements? time, you have personal interest as well. Okay, so that's what's safer uh, for you. Uh, that Pathfinder <laughs> card game that we played. Yep. That's twice. Right. That you Rune Lords. Your I think so. That your character continues on. It's like that, where not only does the your characters evolve over time. The town of Gloomhaven changes over time based on what you do and its prosperity. That's cool. It looks really, really cool, and it's like $140. Oh. Yeah, it's massive. The box is half as big as this table. You only What's in the box? If you only knew some guy that owned a game store, I guess not, not anymore. Okay. Oh, that's what I thought the garage drawer was opening. Yeah, right. Yeah. Every time you put the, the mic down, there's a nice, beautiful hum. Hmm. I, I would say that it's a G, okay. maybe a G flat. 
Amazing something are with him. So we talked a lot about Gloomhaven. Sounds amazing. I'll probably end up getting it one day. I'm sorry, but every time you say that word, Gloomhaven? I'm thinking of freaking Jerry Lewis. Gloomhaven! Gloomhaven! <laughs> and then whatever the word that you just said, Kirsten, was like another word that he would have said. Was it fuck? Is that the word that Kirsten said? No. Oh. Ah, whatever, whatever the other game fuck was. Fuck the Kirsten word, yes. Fuck. Oh, Rune Lords? Rune Lords! Rune Lords! Rune Lords! I hit my Rune Lord on the Gloomhaven! <laughs> yes, thank you. So it's not just me. <laughs> well, I, I I, didn't think that, but okay. You and do, of course we talked... You talk do now. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to. And we talked a lot about <laughs> Caverna. See? This is what I'm talking about. This is a whole Jerry Lewis bit right now. <laughs> Caverna With, Matata. Which is kind of an extension of the game Agricola. What? Oh, great. So now you're just doing it on purpose. There you go. No, that's farming. Now he knows. Yeah, that's that's a uh, farming. You farm. You yeah, love that, that is, game, Andy. Oh, yeah. No violence at all. European worker placement game. <laughs> but it's Agricola 2.0 basically, and you're building out your cave dwellers place as well as uh, your farm. Cave dwellers. But like, it's full like, of meeples. Ah. Like ridiculously so. Like you kind of want to buy it ex- an extra board container to carry it all in. Yeah, well, to right. have everything organized. But there's like little wooden pumpkins, little wooden wheat. You know, that lots of meeples. So that's what we were we were talking about a lot. Were games that come with a lot of stuff. Mm. All right. Uh, I'm not opposed to games with violence. It's just you know. It, okay. It, all right. I can't imagine playing a farming game. That would that would find that pretty dull. Dude. Although it, I play. Settlers of Catan, I guess. That's it's, it's a resource management thing. So yeah. in that regard, it's pretty cool. I, I'm with you in terms of farming. That's what you, But it's uh, it's one of those Euro games. It's one of... Isn't it one of the first? Doesn't it go way back? It go, it's been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, uh, I used to think it was called Agricola. Yeah, exactly. But, but apparently Agricola is because, what it's called. Because our, our history teachers, and when they hit Roman Empire... Agriculture, Agricola. It, it, that's mm-hmm. what my brain says. I have not Worst played soda it. ever. <laughs> I have not played it, but you're right. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. So getting them European I mean, you games. know, it just uh, that whole Catan thing. It's uh, Catan is fun as hell. Yes. So one of the best. Yep. You you would probably enjoy a uh, um, uh, freaking train game. Um, Freaking train game. Yeah. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Freaking folks. Yeah. That's the geek shit. Freaking train game. game. I want that ticket, game. T- ticket to ride. I'm That's not playing one. any train game. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. What? I'm, get, I'm getting off in the first station. Nobody <laughs> wants to play a train game after you've been in it. Jeff, you're the next to play the train game. <laughs> oh, my God. Is Jeff yeah. going to rail against train games? Uh, he's... <laughs> <laughs> you're getting off track. Yeah. He can't even finish the thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Whoa. Oh, he finished it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, can we change the station? <laughs> Actually, Matt already did station. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, did he? We do station games. Yeah, double yeah. dipping is a station. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Todd's getting steamed. Well, God damn it. It took my... <laughs> 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 uh, coal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else to do this week? You know what I did this week? Oh. I won at Paint Your Minis. Whoa! <sighs> yeah, I saw that. You Get the a fuck mini. out! Yeah, the 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 
plague drone is done. I'm now working on the mythic blight hauler. God, I love the name of these things. Yeah, really, they are cool. He played what? Red Dead, painted his minis, and did like about four or five other things this week. I, what I, are you, his keeper? Like, no, I'm just, what? I'm just, uh, just <laughs> slave driver. Apparently, Jeff is, Jeff is my biographer. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I know. Like, He's um. blaming me for buying Red Dead Redemption. Yes, and he's saying that that's delaying him painting his minis. It's I'm simply saying, oh please, he managed to do all of the above. Yeah. I love what Sarah Boyle is doing with the uh, um, Red Dead Redemption. Which what is, is what? she's basically like, like uh, become a naturalist. She's like trying trying to identify all the animals without killing anything. Oh, I, I think I think okay. She's not <laughs> I think I think she's not killing things. Every time I see it, she's <laughs> like talking about trying to find another and animal, stuffing them, and then yeah. an observer of nature. Yeah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> she skipped the main story and has gone off to become a naturalist. All right, this painting thing you you talked about one particular effect you did that was really tough what would elaborate you 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 did some kind of you said that really uh the thing i'm the most proud of on this particular mini because it's kind of like a floating tank i I put pictures up it on twitter and on the shock monkeys layer when i was finished it because i was so proud uh but it has an eye in the center that sorry I'm, I'm posting it. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. You forget that there's three different volume menus in the phone. Yeah, I, I, I know it's there. They just adjust themselves <laughs> randomly. <laughs> Andy's yeah. little phone gremlin going to work. And the eye has like a lens effect that I've. That was the first time I tried doing it, and it really worked out because okay. it's really like small dots, and uh, the hand cannot be shaky. And my hands shaky a lot. Oh, wow. so you, you did two dots like on top of each other, and then probably like a half moon thing, right? Uh, half moon, uh, yes, but uh, with multicolored, multicolored to, to paint talk. layers, baby. It's about layers. Yes, okay, fancy. I know the lens technique. Yes. yes. Wow. So it was my first time doing it, and it worked, and I'm very happy. Lenses. We've forever. already killed Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Jeff's just no, slowly <laughs> sinking. Do I have to talk about electric cars? <laughs> batteries baby electric cars and batteries and Red Dead Redemption still playing it okay uh, starting to lose its luster it's falling uh, off a lot on Twitch what like it's falling yeah. off a lot on Twitch what, what's going on uh, when the story is happening and there's story missions and things directed to do I'm really engaged but I'm having a hard time finding things to do out in the world that isn't the story I mean, yeah, you can hunt animals, but mm, that's that's okay. I guess you can rob people, but that's not how I'm playing the game. <laughs> yep, the old west was pretty boring. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if you're not an asshole, there's not much to do. No. I mean, I, I discovered there's a, a syphilis. <laughs> I, I discovered a, a small a small city in the bottom corner, so a you know it was all concrete roads and just a a true city of that time, and I'm like. What can I do here? Uh, I can go watch a vaudeville show. I can go have my photograph taken, and um, I've kind of that's what I could do, I guess. Could do, could do. So could do. When the story's going, it's really cool. Unlike a lot, and and perhaps this, I haven't unlocked enough, but I feel like I've done enough that I have. That there's not a lot of side missioning things to do in this game thus far. Main is that missions, a future thing? 
perhaps maybe there's something I haven't unlocked yet because I still am in chapter two. So I, I think should, it was like six chapters. You should buy that $140 Flavin game. Uh, <laughs> Gloom Flavin. Yes. yes. Flavin. Yes. Gloom Flavin. You know what they need to do? Who makes uh, Who makes Red Dead? A rock star. Rock star. The same this, one that Scott used to work for. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Look, uh, rock star. What you need to do for Red Dead to spice it up is you need to canvas the country and find Native American gamers. If you can't find Native American gamers, because that is such a small percentage of the population, it's quite conceivable you have a hard time. The Wi-Fi is terrible in Tuba City? Well, you know, I'm not going to get into mm. but historical societies, <laughs> uh, fictional writers, anything like that. And you create an accurate, a historically accurate, mindful Native American camp. And you have like your mountain men and your cowboys and everything doing that kind of interaction. And I think right there you're gonna you're gonna blow things up because people you know if you do it if it's done well right you could do some farming <clears throat> then uh, yeah farming because because in the Great Plains that's what they were known for mm -hmm. so that's where the wheat uh, comes from they planted all that the soil kernel, you can get the the custard DLC oh, oh my geez. god Jesus Christ actually <laughs> actually if you go little big man okay <laughs> and you're on the Indian side there you go. Custer comes riding over that hill, and <gasps> you play the you play you you play Dustin Hoffman's role. You're the scout who leads him into the ambush. Ooh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that there sounds fun. But <clears throat> it's like there, you know, uh, you've got the whole frontier town thing, but like the there's a Deadwood type mining camp thing. There's interactions with Get Native the fuck Americans. Out of my uh, if you go southwest. <laughs> And interact. Uh, there are they. They hardly ever in the old west talk about um, Mexican American or Spanish American uh, settlements post Mexican War with all of the uh, all of the Mexicans, the Spaniards who remained after we took the territory. There, there were plenty of it. So there's there's things there's things to mind. There's wait, things. Wait, what to happened mind. to the wall? Yeah, really. Yeah, like, mm. Oh well, we're spending 150 million to build well, well, six miles of it. Apparently, we're we're building the wall out of army servicemen now. That's uh, oh, okay. That's how it works there you now. Go. No, actually, we're not. The collection's over. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just hanging out there camping. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I got into politics. Yeah. I know. We just lost our conservative listener. I <laughs> I love our people. You're all popping around. off over there. Look at you today. What? Yeah. Who? Me? What? Where? Yeah, what? Who? Pop off. <laughs> I'm salty today. What can I say? I've been out in the desert all day, baking in the sun. What else to do this week, gentlemen? Uh, watch some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. We yes. got through the first half of uh, the latest season on Netflix, which I guess is the latest season. Yeah, one is on ne the latest one's on Netflix. I, I don't fifth, think there's another one after that. No, it's the last one. Yeah. Okay. Right? Is it the last? No. Is in the last, or is it the last one they've made so far? It's no, the last I thought one it was... they made so far. Okay. Okay, good, because oh. it wasn't that. Oh. Oh, are you going to spoil things for me? No, I'm again? not. <laughs> again? So, yeah, I know. Again, oh, okay. you bastard. Well, that was Green Arrow. Murdery. Yep. <laughs> and not very good after seeing all the Marvel stuff. I'm. Oh, yeah. ow. What Ooh, are you talking about? Ow. What the is. hell are you talking about? The I Marvel see Green stuff Arrow is still going on. 
What happened to Luke Cage? What happened to fucking Danny Rand, huh? Hmm. Uh, what happened when they got the whole team together? Idiots, hmm. idiot corporate people okay. mostly. Yeah. All right. Okay. And and I don't know. Some for okay. some reason dumb people like to watch the same soap opera over and over and over with oh, lots of murder in it. Wow. Hey, I like Degrassi. <laughs> Green arrows in the grassy new class, right? The grassy arrow. Grassy arrows. <laughs> well, it's so funny. Have you watched much Green Arrow? It is you the failed the arrow. second period. You know, it's so funny because if you think about it, especially like early, the early versions of New Mutants or X Men, yeah, it's very CW. Yep. Holy crap, is it CW? It's just yeah. You failed this danger room. Oh, man, it just... Anyway. So anyway, yeah, uh, it was fun to get back into. I've actually fallen off the binge wagon. I, I, Sorry? I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> falling off the binge wagon. I've fallen off TM, the... TM, that one's hurt when you fell? No, yeah, that, that was like know? a Red Dead Redemption 2 yeah. Netflix like, binge wagon. <laughs> binge yeah. Wagon. It's Circle a, that binge wagon. No. It reminds me, it actually, you know, side quest... Uh, reminds me of a comment, uh, Eric, Eric Randall, who used to work with us at Star Trek, who is also a uh, former newscaster here in Vegas. He once used the term he was talking about a guest who had bad breath. And he said, man, she had breath that would knock the buzzard off of a shit wagon. <laughs> that is something my father used to say. <laughs> yeah, yep. it was, it's apparently a... <laughs> you know what? I think it's a George Carlin one. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't that be surprised. Like it it yeah. wouldn't be surprised. But um, anyway, yeah, I, I haven't been, I, you know, I still haven't watched Luke Cage season two. I still haven't watched. I'm not going to bother. You don't have to because it doesn't continue yet. from that. Oh. I haven't either. Supposed to be really good. Oh. Well, it's, Just because it doesn't continue doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah. I'm not, don't worry. It's not like Matt's my guide. Yeah. Not very good. Oh, well, Matt says. That's yeah. why I haven't watched Kroll because it doesn't continue from there. Yeah, yeah. sure. So anyway, I just haven't done it yet. But I, I we called up Agents of Shield and watched it. Got Andy wrapped up in it, even though he uh, wanted. I already to, seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually started. I said, watch five minutes of this, see what you think, and then, you know. Yeah, and I half the season to. Later. I just needed a push because <clears throat> I just I just watching something new while working the job is actually kind of tough. Mm. It's better to put on either YouTube that yeah. can turn into noise or something I've seen before. Uh, drives me crazy because actually I'd love to catch up on Bleach, but I can't. You're not you reading read. subtitles right. while you're doing the job. Yeah. So, so you know. I love the first episode of that first uh, of season five of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Uh, I'd forgotten it started off with that kind of quiet thing with the uh, the bald guy. But then it gets into the, all the the weird stuff with them on the ship trying to figure out what the hell's going on, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of Pandorum. It's got a little Pandorum it, to it. It does. I once yeah. had a quiet thing with a bald guy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Waxing a bishop. <laughs> Waxing a bishop. <laughs> yeah. Choking know. the rocket. Although not so quiet. <laughs> Polishing the chicken. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, yes, the shiniest chicken of all. <laughs> What else did you guys? <laughs> well, I, I have a, a a question for Matt. This is because comes from Barry. This was what? actually supposed to be read on the air last week, but uh -oh. you weren't here. Ah, oh, fucker. Um, from Barry? Yes, oh, I don't from care. Barry. <laughs> I know you don't care, but I'm going to read it anyway. I don't care. Uh, you says, two are like brothers in arms. 
says, hey. They're like brothers, all right. We are at Canada in Epcot, and we are underground in a mine, and Martin Short is nearby. Ask Matt if this is what Canada is like. Is that what Canada's like, Matt? You got it, Barry. 100%. Right then and there. So there you go. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I just came back from Nelson. Ah, the great Nelson, the the land of mine. Yes, exactly. Hey, that's on topic. It is full of... uh, There's so much weird and creepy there. Yeah, have you been there? I have been to Nelson. Okay, it's that. That's they did. In fact, Captain Luddite. That's where we filmed some of the movie. Sure, that makes sense. I, I I guess I really hadn't really walked around the whole grounds before. It's a collection of s- stuff. Yeah, just weird stuff. Is There's, that a ghost town? Kind of. Yeah. It's it's kind of somewhere between a ghost town and a theme park. It's, it's what happens. A guy there was really a mine there, and the guy bought the mine. And then he just started buying, you know, other mines and moving the buildings there. So it's full of old buildings and old cars and crashed airplanes and other weird crap. I mean, I walked into a barn and there was a giant bird cage half full of bones in there. I'm like, that's an image. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll, they'll take you to the mine on a tour and so on. Uh, the mine was flooded years ago. And so when you go down to the tour, you can look down to that flooded area. And yeah, there's... They said there's no way they can pump it out. Just it'll just keep filling back in. There's one tour you can take where they take you down a different mine, okay, and take you across that cross on a boat to another spot. Oh, seriously? It. Yeah. Oh, I got to do yeah, that. That's one. an that's a one they don't do all the time, but that's exists. I want it. Yeah. I need it. But it's creepy. It's wonderfully creepy. Yes, it is. Uh, and apparently, there's still a lot how, of. I now know how Targo dies. <laughs> in choose, a mine cave in. Choose your own drowning adventure. in the mine. Or mutants in the hills of Nelson. <laughs> if you go out, if you go out there again, there's a couple of clampers plaques. You know, there's a couple of my uh, my my ah. organizations put a few plaques out there. Terrific. Yeah. Now I, I'm mad. I'm never going to die because I'll always have minis to paint, and That's I can't how. die until okay. the minis are all okay. painted. All right. That's how it works. Plus, he's going to betray the mine, <laughs> and then just right. Well, he's going to think he's in a glass you, box. It's how do you terrible. betray a mine? You'll figure it out. Yeah. You, 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 you take, put gold into it? You take away his glass box. Like, you take hell? away the fans. He's uh, not being blown. Uh, Torgo finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, gentlemen? Uh, I read a couple issues of Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk. I, I hear that brings the, the fury back that makes Hulk kind of scary again. Yeah, it's, um, they, they did the thing where Bruce Banner was killed by Hawkeye a couple years ago. Okay. And so you got Amadeus Cho, who's a Hulk, and Jennifer Walters, who is the She-Hulk. She actually uh, is like, now she's kind of, smash, and all that stuff. Do not like. And um, uh, this one is basically, Banner can be killed, but the Hulk... And it goes to the old trope from the original Hulk series where at sunset he turns into the Hulk. So ah. Banner gets killed during the day, and that night, boop, he becomes Hulk, and he's back. <clears throat> and then in the morning when the Hulk goes away, Banner's there. And so they're playing on... Like the body of Banner's there? No. Banner's oh, he's alive. alive again. Oh. He's alive again. 
So because that'd be kind of neat, like the sun sets and then Hulk just <laughs> turns and the banner's just a corpse. <clears throat> yeah, that mm-hmm. just stays there all day wherever Hulk was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and the sun sets and turns back into the Hulk and he continues where he was. Yeah, but everyone has left because no one hangs around a corpse. But uh, the uh, this Hulk is very much the id Hulk. He's uh, but it's kind of funny because right now they're making him kind of the anti-hero type. So he's like coming across people who commit crimes and stuff, and he joins them. No, does <laughs> anti-hero? Yeah, okay. Hulk, does Hulk smash? Does, <laughs> does horrible things, right? Like the there's a guy who tries to rob a store, and this is how it kicks off. And it's funny because it plays on the trope, the trope of, oh, look, something stressful happened to Banner, and he becomes the Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. So he walks into a convenience store, and this guy's trying to rob it, and he actually panics and kills people, and he kills a little girl, and he kills Banner. So that night, Banner, in the morgue, becomes the Hulk, busts out, tracks down the guy, kills the gang that it slaughters the gang that is pressuring the guy to commit robberies to pay back a debt. And then the guy's like, please, I didn't mean it. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. Ah, I've got a kid. I've got a kid. And there's a nice little panel gets right on the Hulk's face. And he's like, you do. huh?" And so instead of killing him, he breaks every bone in his body. And so the guy is hospitalized, you know, in a body cast, blah, blah, blah. And so, the the last panel ends with Bruce Banner looking into the mirror and the Hulk staring back, so they're doing that kind of motif. So it looks actually interesting. The art is nice and sharp, mm. <clears throat> and the the you know I'm tired. I'm really tired of the Hulk uh, and, and all the oh you want the mightiest hero you got to hit somebody with gamma radiation thing. I'm also tired of the whole savage thing. Uh, that mm. that She Hulk being all Rawr! yeah. That's why I said do not like. Uh, yeah, no, I, it's She Hulk is supposed to be the one who's got it all together and and assimilates it well. Right, and and, and just yeah, I agree totally. She was also the original Deadpool. She broke the fourth wall crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, God dang it! Uh, but this is actually this is actually interesting. I'm actually interested in this one. So. So I've uh, I enjoyed that reading, and I recommend Immortal Hulk, and I haven't recommended a comic in a while. Yeah. So. Okay, and Bean and I went to uh, High Scores. High Scores. Which I'd oh yeah. For- I'd forgotten the games were free there. Ah, yeah. Did I even know that we even know the games were free? Yeah. Okay, I'd, I'd forgotten <laughs> that. That's a video game bar in yeah. Henderson. Yeah. We played the uh, the the uh, Pac-Man game where you're playing against each other. That That's was, a that pretty was fun. fun game. And I'll, we played. would find it fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's all betrayal. <laughs> and then we played the cooperative uh, uh, X-Men game. That one's okay. Which was weird because it was somebody had it running. Somebody like because they're free. Somebody pumped in like a zillion credits. So we're trying to play three characters, and there's three other characters. We have to keep grabbing a six and pushing them to the... Yeah, because it's a side-scroller, and you're like, oh, we're not moving. Oh, wait, Colossus. Uh, 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 uh. Is that a four-player or a six-player, that one? Six. Six. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Two screens. Yeah, Yeah, that's the one you didn't see very often. You'd see the four-player, but rarely the six. Yes, the the classic X-Men lineup of uh, Colossus, uh, Cyclops, Storm, Nightcrawler, Wolverine... And Dazzler. 
I could dig on some Dazzler. Yeah, well, I like some Dazzler. I, probably back when that came out, Dazzler was like a a thing. And Jean Grey was dead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jesus, they. I don't know if Dazzler was a thing when that video game came out. They really tried to make Dazzler a thing. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they, they did. did. There were there was hopes to make a Dazzler movie at one point and shit, and everything fell through. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, the way they're doing movies now, uh, actually, Dazzler would probably be really funky, interesting. I would watch a Dazzler movie. Yeah, yeah. you know. But I'd watch a Dazzler series. I'd watch a Lila Cheney series. Lila Cheney? She's uh, another uh, musician in the Marvel Intergalactic universe. rock star. Don't know this one. Like the Jammers or something? Star Jammers? There you no, go. No, Star Jammers are... Uh, pirates. Pirates, yeah. Yeah. She No, Lila Cheney literally is an intergalactic rock star. She's a, she's a musician. Okay. She, you know, so. Speaking of space pirates, okay. the Geek Shock Book Club book is considered Phlebas. Oh, that's uh, right, yeah. Uh, somebody, uh, they got pirates, folks. Phlebas. Somebody uh, asked on the book, I, I just can't remember who I'm so this sorry. This is, this is Jerry Lewis. On the book. <laughs> I'm telling you. Book Club page, how Phlebas is pronounced, it's pronounced Fige. Okay. Fige. Excellent. Fige. 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 Phlebas. I'm the Flabus with my glow maven. All right, before we start talking about the sad news today, let's do a few oh, emails. Yeah. Uh, uh, due to time constraints and location, this is, uh, oh, I should have put the top of the uh, email on this one. <laughs> uh, this uh, Martin asked us what geeky things he should do while he was in Vegas. Oh, right. And instead of what he would say, what he did when... Afterwards, this is what he decided to do. Due to time constraints and location, I was only able to get to the void oh. as my geek thing. But that was great. If this is a glimpse of the future of VR, sign me up. We also tried to stop at Millennium Fandom before meeting some friends at Container Park, but it was not open yet. In Wisconsin, the bars open at 7 a.m., not 7 p.m., so it never occurred to me to check. <laughs> Well, it is unusual for Vegas. He's got yeah, it really is. Uh, we did not meet our friend. We did meet our friends at Container Park, which has the best whiskey bar in Vegas, Oak and Ivy. As okay. a serious bourbon drinker, I can say that they really know their business. Okay. Also, the giant fire-breathing mantis at Container Park should count as a second geek thing because of the head-biting theme that is both the slander's origin of the word geek and uh, female mantises post-copulary <laughs> wow. relaxation ritual. Deep fucking cut. This email, right? had, this email had some footnotes, and I approve of them. <laughs> the awesome Has, bartender. You, you've made me like that container park more than I do. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I've been to that container park like three times. That mantis has never worked when I've what? been there. When were it's you there? Ne- I, it at dusk. No, so that's supposed it's, to be the middle, time. They do it at night. They do yeah, it at night and I'm they saying. play the music. It was it's dark enough. It's a weekend thing mostly. Okay, maybe that was it because it was a weekday that I was there. Every single time I've been, yeah, every single every time I've gone there is working. I have never seen it breathe fire. It's that or even move. It doesn't really breathe fire. It shoots fire out of its antennas like mantises do. Big difference. Well, still haven't seen that. That's even more geeky. Boy, is it hot! Yeah. The awesome bartenders at Oak and Ivy then sent me to 7th and Carson for dinner, uh, surprisingly located on 7th and Carson. It was top shelf. Everything was great. I would recommend the burger. All right. Well, Seriously, go there if you can, if you've not been. Thanks for the recommendations, gentlemen. Martin. Well, Martin, when you come back again, you got to hit the other stuff. But also, now that we know about the uh, whiskey thing, you need to go to the whiskey attic. Ah, uh, yeah. Which yeah, is uh, attic. the freaking frog? 
Oh no no the where's frog that at now? They, it's gone. Oh. I don't even know anymore. Yeah. They the freaking frog is a parking lot, man. Yes, yeah. it's actually a parking garage. Oh, that's so right. Um, that's freaking paradise garage. to put up a parking so, lot. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a standalone location over on the uh, west side of town, not far from um, uh, the Orleans McMullins that area. As with added. everything good that used to be on this side of town, they close it and put it on the west goddamn side of the city. Does he still charge a fee to just oh, walk way into too much. it? Oh no, I don't think he. I, 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 you 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 go you. Sorry, you go on by appointment. So yeah, you have to. I mean, it's only open by appointment, so yes, there's a fee to go in. I'll just go to Oak and Ivy. Oh, burn! I don't believe in putting whiskey behind a paywall. Well, except for what you buy. What he does is he actually he has, he's he's a teacher at UNLV. So basically, what he does is a class to teach you his weird tasting, yes. which actually works. It's all it's like whiskey good. flights, right? He, like yeah, he, he wants says to be a sommelier of whiskey. Kind of, yeah. Well, what he does, I mean, I've seen him do it a couple times. What he does is. He, you know, it works best with somebody who claims they don't like whiskey. So they try like a basic mid mid range whiskey, and then he asks a lot of specific questions and teaches them how to taste stuff. And then, well, then try this one, and then with uh, yes. that. And by uh, the end I, of by the end of it, he usually gets the one that like, oh, I guess I do like whiskey. I like this uh, whiskey. I can actually appreciate this what one was doing. scraped from the inside of a fireplace. All right. so <laughs> go ahead and try that one. Mm, that's my kind of scotch. <laughs> oh, God. I have to do it, Jeff. I love that. Sooty stuff. footy put. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Everywhere that. This one we went. burned down a whole church to make. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that good Norwegian scotch. <laughs> <laughs> that's church burning whiskey right there. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> You remember that coastal town? Oh, it's in this bottle right here. <laughs> That's what the anymore. song "Life in a Northern Town" is all about. <laughs> hey, mama, 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 hey. Uh, next email on the discussion about movies that grew on you. In the early 2000s, I was excited to pick up Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Yes. Ah. <laughs> yes. I sat down and within 15 minutes was severely disappointed. It was too over the top, poorly made, just not funny. I turned it off. Intentionally poorly made, actually. A few months later, one of my friends in the dorm came over and saw I had the movie. He convinced everyone else to watch it. I just kept doing my classwork. Then it happened. One friend started laughing, then another. After a few minutes, I actually started laughing as well. By the end, everyone was laughing hard and bringing up bits. I think the film takes a shared experience to get over how awful it is and to accept that it's a bad movie, but it can still be damn funny. Anyone else have a similar experience? Chris, the microscope. See, I've, I've mentioned that before. With, uh, well, once again, your microphone has turned off upon you. It has, hasn't it? There it is yeah, again. Is it back? Is yeah, it's it? back. Okay. Um, now it feels like it's off again. There we go. Um, I mentioned this before with Monty Python. And I'm, I'm gone again, aren't I? God damn it. He's he's turning you up and down as you go. Oh, is that what he's doing? Is he screwing with me? Or yeah. is he trying to fix it? No, I'm trying I'm trying to go with your modulation. Oh. Wait, continue, continue. Right. So, um, <laughs> wow, that's impressive. You're going to have to do the whole show? Yes, um, he does. Jesus. Um, Monty Python. Uh, I initially saw it in a drive-in, and it was funny as hell. Which Monty Python? The Holy Grail. Okay. Um, but then a few years ago, I saw it at uh, the... Tropicana Regency with an audience, and it was a. I mean, I'd seen it on video a few times, and sure. I'd seen it in the living room with people a few times, but that was the first time I'd seen it with an actual audience I could hear, as opposed to people in other cars I couldn't hear. 
and it is so much better with an audience. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's astounding. Yeah. The first time I saw it was at a, a student union at mm-hmm. college. That's where you go to see it. Yeah. Um, Same with Rocky Horror Picture Show for me. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, there's no reason for that to be on video. That's weird. <laughs> it is weird, video. but the music's great. You know, it's funny. I saw, CD. I saw Starship Troopers for the first time at a student union theater. They oh played it, God. and I was at KU. And it, they've they've now since torn down the that student union theater, and I don't know if they built it somewhere else on campus. But I remember walking in and going, "I'm like, wow, these are some old theater chairs," and they were the the really solid metal springy type, so mm. that you like when you sit down, you feel like it's going to launch you up. And uh, there were probably about fifteen or twenty people in there, which was surprising because it was a, it was like a late night student union showing of the of Starship Troopers and. It is definitely a movie that is better with an audience because it's a terrible film. Let's, how let's, dare let's, you? Let's, Troopers, how dare Starship you? Troopers is <laughs> a terrible film. How dare you? What? Get out! It's not even my house. Get out! <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's let's not let's not have any illusions here. It's a bad film, but it's that's funny. A, that's a great film. It's it is funny. It's a funny film. Is it sort of it's like a, it's ridiculous of over the, the top? It's yeah. a parody of fascism. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Super, super satire. So I was listening to uh, NPR this weekend, listening to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Okay. And they interviewed, and they had they have a celebrity guest on, and it's Sarah Brightman. Oh, wow. You know, the... The, 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 the soprano of the Phantom of the Opera. Yes, who was yeah. also in Cats. That's, yeah, she was... I assume the one that sings "Memory." I don't know. She was in. Well, she was in Cats when she was Griselda, relatively, relatively young, and met Andrew Lloyd Webber that way and married him eventually. That's what one does for a while. Um, That's how. But I her first him. big song, her first big hit, was a disco hit called "I Fell in Love with a Starship Trooper," and I watched that video, and it is astoundingly weird. Wow! They name check Darth Vader. Uh, um, uh, it's, it's just like it goes through a whole bunch of different shows and it's basically uh, her wanting to bang the captain of the ship while there's something else going on but it's you know a disco song so there's only eight lyrics so it's kind of uh-huh. hard to piece the story together not only is that story amazing Andy mm-hmm. but you actually did a tangential obscure reference that is incredibly relevant to the prior <laughs> topic that's that's unheard That's of. Yeah, yeah I know. I don't know how form. I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the real Andy out there in the desert? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still stuttering back He's there. He's still wandering around the mines in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> so, two Andes wandered into the desert and only one returned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's actually very interesting. Oh, it's though. so bizarre. He's Every wearing time, like a silver jumpsuit, silver. Oh, of course, that's exactly suit. what yeah. I picture. Yeah. I haven't even seen it. Yeah, but you know, it is silver spandex yeah. just running around. It, it was very reminiscent of that weird Rasputin song I stumbled across a oh while my back. God. Yeah, that that yeah, those people. Boney M. God dang, it's so funny. They were so fucking huge overseas. It's like, uh, uh, uh. O-N-E-M. Not Night Train to Venus, Night Flight to Venus. I forget which one it is. Incredibly, incredibly popular. It was always on the English language radio station, always playing. Huh. So it, it's so funny. And then you come back here and people are just, you know, crickets. It's nobody knows. I had not heard of it before I stumbled across oh it my last God. year. And Rasputin, I didn't even know they were Boney M, but I'd heard the song 
plenty of times in high school. It's just crazy. It's so funny. It should. It, it, you know, there is some. There are some. There is some music that is part of the '80s experience, even here, that I only like think of in in Kuwait. M- uh, like mo- minute work, is like every time I hear any minute work song, I it it takes me right back to high school in Kuwait. I don't actually have any memories really regarding that music here in the states. Did like, they play "Be Good Johnny" on the radio? I don't know. By Men at Work. Be good, be good. Yeah. Be good, be good, be good. I was curious. Yeah. They didn't get a play over here. Yes. Yeah, they did. Okay. Uh, That Got some play in Boston um, area for sure. Did it? Okay. Yeah. Um, How about uh, Johnny, are you queer? Did that make it uh, to the... uh, I remember it. Yeah. Probably didn't make it to Kuwait. I remember one time I was on a class trip. We were in France, and I bought a Beatles Greatest Hits cassette. And it was really funny because when I was playing it, in the States, one of my friends got really pissed off because Paperback Writer is on that that collection. And he's like, that's not a great... And it was like... What's wrong you know, with it? Uh, it? It, You know, well, for him as an American, it was like... That's not nowhere, man. Exactly. And in Europe, Sergeant it was Pepper. it was a, a Beatles top hit. Yeah, sure. So it, it you know. It, oh, so his argument was it didn't make the charts in America. I think therefore so. it doesn't exist. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if it even made the charts or not. But he was. It was funny because it's like the European market. You know, it it made me aware that things are not universal across. Yes. Yeah. Across the board, I there see. are oh, yeah. differences. Like one hit wonders here in the U.S. with the whole. Uh, uh, new wave scene, yeah, had massive hits, multiples, in, in yeah, in Europe, and multiple, not just single hits, but multiple albums, right, would hit, right, and, and we'd maybe get one song here. Then see Midnight Runners, a fine, yes. it's so yeah. funny because everybody Madness, is like, you got to make it Madness, in the states. Yes. The states is where the money is. It's like you can be big in Europe or Britain or elsewhere, but man, right. if you hit it in the states. The that's where the that's where the money is. Uh, we had um, at Star Trek the Experience a, a girl uh, named Mache, who was actually kind of semi legendary because she's one of those music cautionary tales because she got totally fucked over in her contract and apparently she has a few albums in Europe and they do well, but she was a kid and you know all the usual. All the usual cliches. Oh, the the no profits from totally oh, fucked. God, yeah, totally fucked, and does not own any of her shit and anything. For and, our listeners that yeah. don't know, a lot of times when they sign you to music contracts, they'll sit, they'll sign you for domestic profits, but they won't sign you for foreign profits. So what he's talking about is uh, this poor girl signed a contract where her albums are being played in Europe. And making money, but she's not seeing any of it. Not a dime. Not a dime. Not oh, a that dime. I didn't know that about her. That's yeah. That's yeah. horrible. <clears throat> yeah. No. She. She. She's a good singer. She's a really good singer, and she just was hugely fucked over in Europe. So, um, and you know, like uh, all other failed artists, she ended up at Star Trek: The Experience. You know, <laughs> wow. That's where we go. That's fantastic. Is that right, Torgo? Yeah. So, <laughs> What was the one from uh, um, ba, 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 uh, John Fogarty? Was it the? Uh, uh, he even wrote a whole song about it. The Vans can't zant. Uh, what the fuck is it? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, help me out. Think, yeah. Damn. Sometimes I need 
Jeff, Jeff and I are close enough Jeff in the brain needs sometimes to, we can... Jeff can't dig it up. That's pretty... If you don't know <laughs> well, it, Jeff can't it's, dig it's it up. An obs- it, it's an obscure song that he's talking about. Well, it's Andy talking. Of course great, it's obscure. Had a great claymation video to it, though. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a song by... It's John Fogarty, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. John Fogarty uh, wrote a song about his former manager who basically screwed him over. And he had to change the name slightly, but it's it's about a pig stealing his... his, uh, his uh, Van can't, Van can't dance, but he steals your money. That's what it wow. is. That, Van that, can't dance, but he steals your money. But he steals your money. That sounds also like uh, Melon Camp. Who was it that <laughs> Melon Camp was? Uh, uh, old Johnny Cougar, yeah. which he didn't even want that yes. name, but they forced him. Then he put out the album John Cougar Melon Camp. Cougar Melon Camp, and now just John to, Melon Camp. And he talked about the same thing: is his older albums he doesn't own shit to, or he yeah. had to buy them back or something. He he. But yeah, that uh, he Fogarty. No, no, Mellencamp. Mellencamp. I don't know about the Fogarty thing, but it. Well, Fogarty isn't. Everybody. I mean, he can re-record songs that he did with um, uh, Credence, but his brother and the manager and like basically screwed him out of like all friggin' vans. I really other wish. Royalties. I mean, I understand a contract is a contract, but I really wish the courts would void more of those contracts as a lesson to the industry people who make them so that they realize they can't pull this shit yeah. and well, they would the make predatory they contracts. would make yeah. they would make fairer contracts for new talent going in although i know that things have changed well i mean there's even weirder stories like the whole bill medley story where he talks about his albums he did with the righteous brothers and how the record company has a signed contract that says that they gave up all their publishing rights that he swears he's never seen and doesn't remember ever signing. And they tried to fight it in court, and they had a handwriting analyst that said it's very, very similar. It's hard to say without 100% certainty whether it is a forgery. If it's a forgery, it's a really good forgery. But, uh, yeah, this the, the whole thing is just crazy. Wow. Wow. It's a contract yeah, yeah, that would yeah. Pass, that would pass muster in Florida. This is music contract. Yes. Yeah. Shock. The song is called Get Vans it. Can't Dance. Sorry. Yeah. Vans Can't Dance. Vans Can't Dance. Yeah, I remembered the music video, but I was. I and and I think the, the animation the is by the guy that did the uh, California, California Raisins. Raisins. It looks like I'm pretty it. sure that died a few weeks ago. Yeah. Boom. 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 Thank you, Chris Microscope, I, I for sending us off on that tangent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, about, about movies that we ca- grew to love. Um. And <laughs> and goddamn, Kung, Kung Pao Enter the Fist is one of the funniest freaking movies of all time. Uh, it really I, is. I, I'm with you, Chris, uh, that I... Your your first experience with it. I've never found it all that great. It is, and it <laughs> is Will Vinton. It's so fucking hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of lines from the they're laughing, eh? Wow. <laughs> it's great. That's great. Jeff's got a movie in his mind. Um, we have the music, whole, the whole stupid thing with the chosen one where he's talking, the, the, you know, <laughs> Wimp Low is trying to fight him and he's, he's like, I'm sure it, on some planet your style is quite impressive, but your weak link is this is Earth. <laughs> Just shit like that. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Dear Denizens of Ugly Geek Shock Couch. Hey, gaming mill. (laughs) 
In episode 463, you asked for opinions on good non-anthology horror series. This sounds a lot like a Star Trek question. In episode 463, I don't remember doing that. <laughs> Sorry, it, it, go ahead. It was last week. My <laughs> contribution... <laughs> yeah, I don't remember this at all. So like, <laughs> My yeah. contribution, although technically classified as a paranormal thriller... Well then, shut up. ...is the first season of The River by Oren Pelly and Steven Spielberg. With dark, creepy elements, jump scares, and heebie-jeebie-inducing story, it is much more than a thriller. Here's a description from Amazon. Embark on a thrilling journey as Oren Pelly, director of Paranormal Activity, and executive producer Steven Spielberg bring you chilling legend and lore to life. Paranormal thriller The River follows the story of world-famous wildlife expert and TV personality Dr. Emmett Cole, host of the beloved series The Undiscovered Country. After Cole goes missing deep in the Amazon, his family, friends, and crew set out on a haunting and treacherous adventure to find him. Led by his wife, Tess, and estranged son, Lincoln, the rescue mission will lead them deep into the unexplored regions of the Amazon River, a place where nature is cruel, magic is real, and nothing is what it seems. Undiscover the ancient secrets of the... Undiscover the ancient secrets. (laughs) Oh, uncover. Uncover. It says uncover. (laughs) Undiscover. Oh, put it back. Put it back. back. No, 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 no. Hit him over the head with a rock. (laughs) Undiscover that. Do you remember what that is? Do you remember what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember now? (laughs) Of course I remember what it is. It's Hamlet. What river was it? Amazon? No. Click. Mississippi? All right. Yeah. Uncover the <laughs> secrets of Buena in the heart-pounding first season of ABC's The River and dive even deeper into the mystery with Nevermore... Oh, it's going in the footage of the DVD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you dare. Uh, while it only received one season, is beyond me, as it is deserving of much more. That said, the first season does provide a satisfying ending so you aren't left completely blue-balled and unsatisfied. Truly, madly, deeply yours, flinging monkey scoop. Uh, appreciate you bringing this up. I forgot the river existed. I remember it, but I also remember we didn't get like the last few episodes here in Vegas for some reason. I just remember one episode of that show, and mm-hmm. that was the one that had the hanging dolls from the trees island. Oh, I, that I, sounds cool. I watched it, That's and real. then like at some point didn't get the rest of the episodes, and then it got canceled. So it's on Amazon. It's good to hear, because now I can go... You know, hopefully, catch them because I didn't know there was even an ending. Because when I I don't know if it's on like Amazon Prime, is there an ending? But I know it has a DVD. Okay, but he said that it it kind of wraps, so it doesn't leave you blue. The Hanging Doll Island that's in Japan somewhere. There is, or there really is one somewhere. There is, but I'm not sure where it's. Yeah. Uh, So I remember that episode. Uh, This might work. Shoes? No, that's different. Okay. No, that that's 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 on Main Street downtown. No, no, there's an actual place with a bunch of shoes in a no, that, that's the that's the wire that's over 2nd Street. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, I want to look into this, uh, the river. I kind of remember it, and this might work for our horror. Okay. Uh, one thing I f- forgot to bring up during a horror discussion is it's semi-anthology, but extended uh, American Horror Story works. Um, and Yeah. And then the one that they do for Sci-Fi Channel, where they're taking the creepy pastas and making them full season stories. So 
basically horror miniseries. But so I guess we're wondering, like The Walking Dead, is there something we can have the characters continue series right. to series, yeah. season to season, and things move forward story-wise? Uh, I do love the miniseries format of these horror shows. American Horror Story is great. Uh, but I'm not sure if I can include that as comparative to Walking Dead. The River, I got to check this out. This might work. Even though it was one season, that yeah. does seem to fit the criteria. That was one of the things I was noticing when I perused the list last week was that there were a lot of there were a lot of single season things. So a lot of a lot of shows started and failed sure. right off the bat. The <clears throat> difficult format to make sell. Yeah, and to, to to keep any kind of momentum going. I mean, the hallmark I guess the hallmark of Walking Dead is no one is safe. So you you know Who's gonna die this week? Who's exactly, gonna die? You know, this uh this season and what have you. Characters come, characters go. Yeah. They come so back it again is it walker. is on Amazon Prime video, but it's for purchase. It's right. not part yeah. of your okay. plan. All right, and there's an addendum, which will continue into uh, the prime discussion of the evening. P.S. I know your next episode will be loaded with Stan Lee tribute. Perhaps you could share your favorite lesser-known Stan Lee character or favorite Stan Lee villain. Ronan the Accuser has always been a favorite of mine. Uh, so, uh, so thank you for writing in. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, let's mm. let's let's talk Stan Lee. We lost Stan Lee today. Yes. Yeah. It's a it's a I mean, the guy let lived to ninety five, yeah. and mm. fully lived in those ninety five years. I, 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 I'm somewhat sad, but for the most part, I'm just happy that we lived in a time where we got to see and hear Stanley. I mean, several times saw him at Comic Con. Uh, you know, I, I did a, a a post on Facebook about it, but the man was a tireless champion of not just Marvel Comics, but the comic book industry sure. as a whole. I mean, how often would you normally think of hearing somebody who, you know, basically co-created what is Marvel Comics, praise DC Comics and Image and sure. Dark Horse and all these other companies that are basically competitors, but talks about them with reverence. Except for Brad X. Okay, well, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I, I, I saw him speak at Comic-Con several times and then also here in Vegas at the, some of the, at the amazing Las Vegas Comic-Con. I don't remember ever hearing that man say a negative thing about anything. It was always positivity and, and you know, anyway. Um, uh, Sci-Fi had a nice little, I, I condensed it a little bit, but a nice little tribute to him. Uh, writes, Stan Lee died today, November 12th, 2018, at Cedar sinai Medical Center at the age of 95. Co-creator of scores of Marvel characters, including Spider-Man, Iron Man, the Hulk, and the X-Men, was the fo most famous man in comics. Lee's career in comics began when he was a teenager. Lee was hired on as an office gopher for the up-and-coming creative team of Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. The first public comic co published comics work was a text story called Captain America Foils the Traitor's Revenge, published in Captain America Comics number three. Because they had to have text stories in every issue. In 1941. Yep. 
That also marked the debut of his pseudonym, Stan Lee. At 19 years old, he was named editor and stayed on in that role for decades, except for a brief period from 1942 to 45 when he was drafted into the U.S. Army. Along with his bullpen bulletins, pages at the back of every comic, Marvel published, punctuated by his catchphrase Excelsior, Lee and Marvel practically became one and the same. The list of characters Lee had a hand in includes with Steve Ditko. He helped bring Spider-Man to life as well as Doctor Strange. Alongside Don Heck, he introduced Tony Stark, the invincible Iron Man. But it was his partnership with Jack Kirby that was the most influential. Together, they created the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, Daredevil, the X-Men, Nick Fury, Thor, the Incredible Hulk, and the reintroduction of Captain America, among many others from the Marvel bullpen during the 1960s. He sought out the spotlight whenever possible, but he was also one of the greatest ambassadors of the comic book industry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he really was. It's um, I'm glad that he lived to see the uh, explosion. I mean, basically, <clears throat> he co-created a, a billion-dollar industry, and I've always you know felt sad that Kirby hadn't lived to see this day because. Right. Uh, that would have just been awesome for him to just sit back and and see these massive, massive things that pe- you know that they're doing with his stuff. So, um, yeah, Ragnarok is essentially a love letter, Kirby. Yeah, it really is. And and Lee, it uh, it did. the The last years of his life too were kind of tumultuous with all the. Uh, yeah. Loss of his wife and the betrayal from within. Yeah, the, yeah, all of the the uh, stealing from him yeah. and the the profiteering off him. We know someone who worked at Avengers Station and and knows about the whole blood in the ink comic thing. <laughs> it's just, it is just fucking insane. It's insane. Um, but I mean, it's it's. I'm I'm happy that he he made it this far. Good God, the energy! Right, yeah. just just amazing. The last two times I saw him was at um, uh, the uh, Madame Tussauds for opening the opening of the Marvel exhibit, and then uh, when they brought out the Hulk, when they put the Hulkbuster armor out there, he was there for that too. And uh, I, you know, I was you know inches from him. I mean, I think I probably shook his hand. Uh, but yeah, just he was so excited about the project. He was so gung ho about it all. His energy You're was right, amazing. A font of energy for anything comic books, especially yeah. Marvel. Yeah. Now uh, then, as far as the obscure characters, I don't. Yeah, I let's go back I, to flinging monkey yeah. scoops. I can't think of obscure characters because everything he did became huge. I mean. Yes, but there you well, got not you, not everything. Yeah, you you've got. I mean, you got the Avengers and such that you know. But you also have that pantheon of villains that they fought oh, over time. Yeah. Villains, yeah, you could get some. In well, there. not to mention when he started his own his own comic line and he started producing some. Yeah, let's not try to memorialize Stanley with no, Stripperella. No, no, no. <laughs> no well, well, okay, that 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 is a character that he co-created. That you know was a another one and done kind of project. But is I mean, he had comics? several of those. Yeah, how comics the animation. But it, well, yeah, it, it was it was a comic, and then it became a, a animated series mm-hmm. starring Pamela Anderson as Stripperella. Yay! Um, 
but yeah, I, I don't. I have to admit that you know, beyond the whole Striprella thing, I don't know any of the uh, the obscure. Well, you can ones he created later in life. You well, could was... go to like like Fantastic Four villains like sure. Paste Hot Pete. Yes, and uh, <laughs> uh, Hate Monger, um, or um, uh, the Psycho Man. Then a lot of these are co-created with uh, Kirby in right. particular. I always had a thing with characters that he created as villains that later joined the Avengers as heroes like the swordsman mm-hmm. and wonder man. I always kind of like those two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, v- vision too, I think. Yeah. The vision was a, was a bad guy before he became a good guy. No, that was, but vision was Roy Thomas and, and ah, John, okay. yeah. John Buscema. That's true. So, uh, as far as villains go, Modoc. <laughs> God, love Modoc. <laughs> Designed only for killing. And I realize that, yes, he's not one of the obscure ones, but come on. I l- love Galactus. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's that is much Kirby as, as Stan Lee. Yeah. Because really what I love Galactus is just his character design. So, but... But but Lee said to Kirby, uh, let's write a story where they fight God. Yeah. And yeah. So that's where they that's where Kirby went. Uh, the Mimic. Mimic was a relatively uh, yes. obscure character that was kind of cool. I, I dug that. He's one of my favorite characters of uh, Judd Winnick's Exiles comic that uh-huh. was done like 10 years ago, and he did a nice job with him as a character. It's been, it was pretty cool. Um, and then there's also like the uh, the monsters. So like Man-Thing. Uh, right. Well, Man-Thing. Fin Fang Foom. Fin Fang Foom. Zim uh, the original Groot right, was appara- right. apparently just a... That was his. Yeah, um, um, a, a tree monster thing. And I think so, it was Journey of Mystery, right? It was a... It was, probably. I'm pretty sure. Monsters Amongst Us or whatever, the Strange Tales. So, yeah, it... Um, yeah, Lee and Kirby, Fin Fang Foom. Zombie, so, he created the zombie. That's another monster of his. That it, yeah, it it's it's just um, coordinating and putting people together and knowing the business. I remember an anecdote from Roy Thomas. It's actually very interesting when Dark Horse did a collection of the old Marvel Conans, and in the back, Roy Thomas would talk about getting the comic rolling, doing the comic, and interactions with Lee and stuff. And there would be things like their uh, the the first few sales of Conan, it started strong and then it started slipping. And uh, Lee was like looking at it and he just goes, you got too many animals on the covers. And they had had a succession of Conan's fighting a tiger, Conan's fighting a gorilla, Conan's fighting a crocodile. And so they started uh, emphasizing supernatural creatures and wizards and undead creatures and stuff like that on the covers, and he said, and Thomas said the the numbers sh- shot right up, the sales shot right up. So it was like Lee, you know, really knew the business, just even on the level of too many animals on the covers. You know, it was it was that's a, that's a level of involvement and mastery that you know a lot of people they. Uh, are not going to have so and uh, the way he just put things together and ran it was you know what was the character thomas created that was basically a parody of uh of stanley it was like a side character in the defenders 
Oh, God, I cannot remember. Defenders is one thing I do not know. Uh, oh, was Dollar Bill? Was Dollar Bill it? Oh, maybe, yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, there were plenty of pot shots from creators because he he became such the face of Marvel that uh, other people got overshadowed. And then there was the the uh, 80s when they were uncovering all of the, the work for hire versus creators' rights and... Everybody was finding out just how how people in the past were getting screwed. Yeah, talk about bad contracts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and it's funny because I know a few people who uh, really, <laughs> really dislike him, and it, because they feel that he totally stole the thunder and actually contributed nothing. There, are, there are some creators who just totally diminish anything he put into it. Like during the seventies, or like during that original time. Dur- during that the the original time, they they really feel like you know it was all Kirby and Ditko, and and he was just filling in the blanks. He was just laying out you know speech balloons. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so and that it's funny because if you actually if you look at like a Lee Kirby comic versus a Lee Ditko comic versus, say, a Kirby-written, Kirby-drawn comic or a Ditko-written, Ditko-drawn comic, you can see the differences and you can see where Lee is present and what, you know, the impact or the influence that he's having. So mm-hmm. what'd you find, Andy? Oh, it's a, it was actually a DC character. It was Funky Flashman. That would, that oh, Jack that's Kirby right. Um, yeah. 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 Was that, that, that wasn't Gerber, was it? No, it was, it was, it was Kirby. Kirby? Oh. Yeah. It was, oh, it was, it was in the New it, Gods it was, it was or were, Forever People? It's when they were pretty pissed off at each other, yeah. 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 Well, they, yeah. They went yeah. to work for Brand X. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's, that's another thing I, it's, I'm sorry about. It's like, it would be cool if Kirby had been around long enough that they could have watched this empire grow and maybe reached some form of reconciliation, especially as more and more artists' and co-creator rights were being recognized. Yeah. And that would have, just, just for Kirby to get the recognition that he got, because it's, it's ridiculous when you look at it, you talk to enough people, he had a tremendous influence on pop culture tremendous yes. it, it, I, uh, it actually blows your mind I, I remember Stan Lee getting asked a question at comic-con one time about Jack Kirby and he he went off on this kind of really heartfelt you know discussion about how great Kirby was and how fantastic he was doing this and that and then and I you know I still don't know all of the the stuff behind the rift between the two of them. I know a lot of it was the business aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the way he talked about him was so passionate that it seemed like he had a lot of respect for him and why that couldn't have led to a reconciliation. I don't yeah. know. We'll, we'll never well, know. Well, what little I understand is that the people surrounding them actually kept a lot of that going oh, really? and it was less about lee screwing over kirby and more about marvel corporate screwing over the artists and lee as a representative lee was the face of marvel what, he was the face right. of marvel and so he caught a lot of that oh, okay um but because i actually heard that one of the last times they met publicly supposedly 
Kirby actually said to Lee, you know, Stan, you've got nothing to be ashamed of. Oh, that's good. So, but there were other people who um, just were very, very angry on Kirby's part. And, and Kirby would go back and forth because there are interviews where where he uh, he gets a little salty. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, that's one of the... Int- I mean, granted, he, he was on top and, and, and always in the spotlight and doing well, but Lee at least came across as... He never really had bad mouthy things to say, so about people like you said yeah. talking up Kirby and stuff. Yeah, I just remember him saying, "He's like, oh my goodness, the great Jack Kirby," and he just kept going on and just like he's like he did some amazing things with, and just just on and on and on. And I mean, it was not something that sounded practiced. This was literally something blowing that, smoke up your yeah back. no it was he was literally talking about someone like he was his best friend and that's where I was always kind of confused by the whole rift thing there he certainly made it sound like everybody was I mean he made it sound like everybody we worked with was great I mean all the the loving weird nicknames he gave to all of the uh, people in his his Stanley soapbox and and just. Uh, yeah, he was the ultimate pitch man, and he did sort of fall into a hole where he was a pitch man without all the power that looked like he had. But so he took yeah, the flat really. and he was a company man. He, he was, spoke yeah, very the much. company line. Well, his 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 was uncle was Barton Goodman, the owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah uncle. I think it was uncle. Yeah, yeah. and it, that was really funny too because that's supposed to be like well, the even whole, Stan had to. S- financial falling out with marvel and ended up having to settle yeah you know decades ago and then i my understanding was as recently as a few years ago he was still trying to recoup some money from the the cinematic yeah mm, well there's you know versions of characters he helped create well you know once he sued sued marvel's uh to him court for that yeah once uh, a couple of times once billions become involved it's like you know i mean if if something is worth hundreds of thousands or even a million dollars it probably you'll probably get lawyers who are like it's really not worth it i'm going right. to charge you more than you'll win from this right but as soon as you hit billions it's like well jesus a lawyer can can only ask for 10% and they're going to and they're not going to ask for 10 but if they could ask for 10 and still make millions of dollars off mm-hmm. the deal so right. the lawsuits will come out so, but but fortunately, things have gotten a lot a lot better. There's still some problems out there. Yeah. But who was it like compared to the eighties, seventies? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I oh, I think I think it was Starlin, or I. It wasn't the creator or ghostwriter because he was still having trouble. Mm-hmm. But it might have been Jim Starlin when he was talking about. Uh, 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 Warlock and Tanostock type stuff he actually had said that uh years ago or recently in the last 10 years or something marvel actually came up with what he called a very generous um settlement or payment or whatever you want to call it for his contribution and in in terms of a share of what the movies are producing so that you know that's that's good to hear yeah yeah but all that aside, Stanley did some great stuff, and yeah. I'm gonna miss him. Yeah, miss him at the cons, especially. Yeah, 
Hopefully that uh, the guy that did the Stanley impersonations will still be running around doing that. <laughs> yeah. You mean Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Excelsior! I do recall uh, there was a time at Comic-Con where I'm like, you know, when we were doing a lot more interviews and stuff, we had the, all the camera equipment and stuff, and I was trying to rush across to meet, uh, I think it was Barry and Deb at the time, because um, we had an interview to do, and I don't maneuver well with all the equipment. I can I can move around a little bit, but I remember this bodyguard type like shoving me aside and like, make room, make room, make room. And I'm like, what is this asshole being so rude for? And I turn around and he's got, it's Stan Lee in a box of bouncers. So there's like six of them surrounding him. And... Stan's just like brushing off. He's like, oh, let him be, let him be. And and they're like physically pushing people out of the way. And you can tell that it's bothering Stan because these are all people that are, you know, there to enjoy right. Comic-Con. But that was the one time I would probably not mind getting pushed out of the way so that <laughs> Stan Lee can, can walk the floor of Comic-Con. Stan Lee's phalanx of Praetorian guards. But, uh, yeah, really? <laughs> I just, I just look Mike back Cole and I remember seeing, I remember <laughs> seeing Stan Lee's reactions like, "Oh, stop it! You don't need to do that." You know. Anyway, it was, it was just one of those things popped into my head just now. Well, we're gonna skip those you don't give a shit about. Okay, we're gonna skip. God damn you, Andy! Yeah. God damn it, Matt! Skip over the guy that did the voice of Hal. And uh, yeah, we'll get to that uh, okay. next week. Okay, because uh, got some. Some pictures on my desk. Oh, good uh-huh. lord. It's time to do some red light, green light, gentlemen. There we go. He's got a list he wants to carve through. Yeah, I want to check this one twice. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one's coming to Netflix. It's called uh, Island. Uh, it's Island, but like iPod Island. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm glad you spelled it. So it's not yeah. like the C thing last week. I, I almost <laughs> want to red light it immediately <laughs> just for that. <laughs> That was so ago. great. <laughs> <laughs> the sea. <laughs> Somewhat of a mix between Lost, Predators, and The Hunger Games. Wow. Red light okay. already. <laughs> what? Green light. Are you yeah, out of your light. fucking what are you mind? About? What green are you light. talking about? See the violence. It's nah. always the violence. <laughs> the show follows a group of individuals that wake up on a mysterious island with no recollection of who they are or how they got there. They all set off to find the way back home, but the group, quote, soon discover this world is not as it seems. Faced with an island's extreme psychological and physical challenges, they must rise to their better selves or die as their worst ones. Uh, Kate Bosworth from Still Alice plays Casey and serves as producer. Uh, Natalie Martinez from Under the Dome plays Chase and Alex Pettifer from I Am Number 4 is Brody. Season 1 will consist of seven episodes, be showrun by... Neil LaBute from Billy and Billy and Van Helsing. And he'll also direct with the Jonathan Scarf from Van Helsing. All episodes are penned by Lucy Tyler, who wrote Mr. Robot. So, hmm. the eye land. I really I'm, wanted to red light it up until you said writer from Mr. Robot, because that's a really well-written show. This is true. This is very true. Ah. It actually sounds more like Survivor and Predators and... I'm, no, I'm, I, there seem like there's some lo- more lost elements in there that That's I'm comfortable with. That's my fear. I feel really, this, this feels Linda Lothian. 
Yeah. That's so a I'm term sick with now. my red. <laughs> yeah, right, I'm it. also going to go red because that whole, you scare me with the whole lost thing. Yeah. Red. All right, so Matt says red. Andy says red. Why does the lost thing scare you? Justify just, that comment. I just hated that Meandered. Show. Yeah, and just. You probably started badly. off loving it and then yeah. grew to hate it. Now, even though it doesn't say, say. Nope. Linda Lofian on here. He's not a part of this at all. Yeah, still red. That that's that's part of the problem I have with these rejections because it's sort of like you rejected a guy that's not a part of it. Yeah, exactly. Lost. You don't def- in this case. You don't define lost in terms of 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 that kind of stuff. You do. They're using lost in the context of these are people who don't know what the fuck is going on. Right. They're out on islands mm-hmm. with. Predators and Hunger Games. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so they end up being purgatory and they have to get themselves sorted out. Like no. Lost! <laughs> no, it's... Yeah, I don't think so at all. I think uh, wow. I think it's more Survivor because it, it, it's said in there that um, they there's... It sounds like there's some kind of competition or something going they on. They have there. to... What's the line? Well, that, that, I guess that's the Hunger Games crossover part they're talking mm-hmm. about. But what's the line there? They have to live as there something or die as there something? Yeah, they have to... Rise to their better selves or die as their worst ones. Yeah, that's lost. That's purgatory loss. Fuck them. Mm. No. Nah. Green light. Green. Totally green light. Green light. Dude, it's not going to be people hanging up skinned in trees, okay? There's no there's no pulse cannon rifles and shit. Come it's on, on Amazon. I'm sorry, Netflix. So, you know, it could go either way. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it could go either way. That's why I'm... Uh, I say red light. Boy, you cowards. You guys are awful. Yeah, I guess I red light, too. This one's not... Uh, Boy. Not f- I mean... <laughs> Four out of five geek shockers agree. This is going to be shit. <laughs> All right, here's the next one on my desk. Red light, green light, guys. Uh, Paramount is turning Joe Dante's Explorers into a TV series. Uh, Carrie Fukunaga, who did Maniac... And David Lawry did Pete's Dragon are producing, as well as penning the pilot script and story Bible. If the series is picked up, one of the duo will direct the first episode. Eric Luke, screenwriter of the original film, is on board as a producer. Released in the summer of 1985, Explorers starred a very young Ethan Hawke as a boy obsessed with an old with old school sci-fi films. He and his friend come into possession of alien blueprints and end up building a spaceship that takes them on an out-of-this-world adventure. Despite special effects from Industrial Light and Magic and practical ones from Bob Bottin, that's who did John Carpenter's The Thing. That's, I mean, he's the best of effects at the time. Right. And positive reviews from critics, the film was a box office bomb. In the years since, however, it's gained a cult following and stands as a prime example of the adventurous kid genre of the 1980s. Uh, right now, Fukunaga is about to direct the 25th James Bond movie, where Lowry is attached to the fantasy film The Green Knight, as in Sir Gawain and the. So, is Explorers a strong enough thing to make into a TV show? Explorers um, is a weird movie. I loved I've never that seen movie. it, actually. I so loved I'm it. Like... Uh, I actually just saw it again recently. Uh, it was on uh, Retro HD. I, I liked it Retroplex. a lot. Retroplex. I liked it a lot. I like the the moral at the end when they get to their space destination. Mm-hmm. I, I like what happens there. I don't. I, I feel I don't want to spoil it because uh, go ahead, Mr. it's, it's fine. No, go ahead. Uh, the aliens send them uh, the plans for the ship. They build it. It's fun as they discover how it works and doesn't work. They go off to space, and then 
they meet the aliens that sent it and they're like why is your why are you so violent toward aliens is basically their question we want to meet you you we want to talk to you because yeah their only experience right. was through the television and movies of exactly of the basically the 40s and the 50s yeah, yeah. and so that that's their experience with aliens with the human race is that they are hostile to all alien comers who visit and they're asking why <laughs> they're not wrong right yeah so as a new version of this story i can see that resonating as kind of a modern moral what what is is with on? everything going on so what's it on uh, right now it's not sold to anybody but paramount is working on it okay so who knows where it goes uh although once you hit that moment where does the story go from there is what i can't get my head around as does explorers work as a ongoing tv show well the movie ended with them hoping that they'd be able to go back and then losing their ship and then being revisited by the aliens in their in their dreams so i mean there's untapped elements to be explored if you'll pardon the pun um nope that you could turn a you could turn into a tv series you know do they go back do they learn more about this alien society i mean and and then to realize the fact that you know the kids met other alien kids it wasn't even the full-grown adults so you know are these kids who tend to be much more accepting about things being new and you know not more accepting of differences in society, culture, etc., than older generations that have a very hard line view of what is and isn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could start exploring the elements of, you know, how do adults view them visiting these aliens and the adult aliens, you know, viewing. All right. It- you see, you sold me. I'm going to give it a green. I, I can see. I, I, I don't know enough still to kind of. Right. With all this stuff, you know, we, yeah, we only a, have a little piece of it. Yeah, is very this, short pitch. Is this going to be set in modern times? Is it going to be, is it going to be like Stranger Things where it's set in the 80s and they're kind Ooh, of Ooh, that'd be awesome that if they could re- set it back there and then maybe it's like. Or maybe it starts in modern and they flash back to them doing the 80s. In the, so you're saying the show is about the adults later on, kind of like. Could it, be. I mean, I, I don't know. There, there's not enough in that pitch right. to tell me. But, but I'm you, saying there's a lot of possibilities. Okay. Um, I give it a green light for its potential. Okay. I think I, it's got I can't potential. give it anything because I've never watched the... Uh, so based on what you've heard thus far... I don't know. I can't give it anything. I don't know. What? I, that's called recusing yourself. It's something that some yes. people need to learn. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, why not? God, you're just Mr. Question everything I say, huh? Yeah. Let the you Canadian have a problem re- with that? Let the Canadian recuse. No, no. I, why recuse? Because I, I, I don't know enough. That's a little bit of little blurb of information there. I haven't seen the original. But it, don't don't worry about the original. What about that blurb of information? I, 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 I've certainly kids, had red light, green lights with less information. Kids yeah. kids getting plans to build a spaceship, go into space, It just and didn't do anything aliens. for me that I can okay. green light or red light it. That, well... Well, it sounds like if it didn't give you enough information, you're a red light. Yeah. Fine. Red light. Okay. You suck. Drop like no. the hammer. 
I, I, I am just, surprised your pitch didn't mention that River Phoenix was also this in This is there. true. He was a young, chubby yeah. River, River Phoenix. Yeah, River Phoenix, uh, Ethan Hawke. that guy? And then the other kid who, I guess, never went on and did anything. Yeah. Because I, I looked him up on IMDb when I watched it last month. Well, I'm sure he did a lot better than River Phoenix. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> that, Matt, this is why we keep you on a goddamn show. <laughs> I thought I, I was going want to do anything. Ouch. Well, just... <laughs> Ouch. Joaquin's on his way over to kick my ass. <laughs> From the mouth of Canucks. <laughs> Off come well, gems. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> being method as the Joker kicking your ass. Being meth. <laughs> and Flea will come in here and hit me with his guitar, right? Yeah. Probably. How about you, Kay? What do you think? Green. Green. I'm not even a big fan of kid heroes, so that should tell everybody something. So right then why did you green like that then? Because if you're not a fan of kid heroes, kids getting a spacecraft uh, instructions and and then going into space actually sounds yeah sounds good for a movie, but not a series. You don't know that. What if they're going from alien civilization to alien civilization? Ooh, I hadn't even you thought know, about that. You know, maybe the series is the journey and then they get there, but maybe maybe they get there really quick and then they're just bouncing around the galaxy encountering new, you know, kids trek. So you know it's what? like contact but with kids. And a enterprise. And you're in your okay. <laughs> it sounds a little the way you're describing it now sounds a little like um that time travel show with uh, Johnny Eric Hexum. Um Voyagers. Voyage, was no. it Voyagers? There was one called Voyagers with the with the pirate guy and the young kid. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what Paul called that show. So that was some, something in Jufro or something. I, oh God. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. That was time travel, and I don't. Yeah, no. I mean, the dude. well, here's the thing. I was I was actually going to red light this. Uh, but Kay, you kind of won me over with this whole continue on to other planets and journeys thing. It's not going to happen that way. My worry, my worry is that the first season is going to be the first movie stretched out like an accordion. And that's... That's how that's, it's going to be. That's what I don't want to see. <laughs> I mean, you've seen the movie, and that's how it's going to be. As if they, I, I'll take a first half of the season and to be that movie I'll, uh, but if you do a whole season and then they go out to space no. no but if they go to space at at least within five episodes i'm in you gotta get to space soon yeah yeah so so i'm gonna green light this ha huh. yeah cool what's your thoughts <laughs> write to us comments at uglycouchshow.com just give me the fucking yeah, I did. Felicia finger snap. That's right. What? No, the he gave bye. you the Thanos finger snap, That's and he right. snapped bye, you out Matt. of existence. <laughs> Goodbye, Matt. I don't feel so good, Kay. Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't. And until next week, I'm Master Torgo. Eighties Jeff, making coffee from Matt's ashes. Kay. Oh wow! Wow! Fact check, Andy. <laughs> Creepy motherfucker. Gonna give you heartburn, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk to you next week and geek. You know, Luddite said that Matt, you are one of his favorites. Wow. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I like them apples. Applesauce, bitch. I, uh, okay. I, I, ash coffee and now apples. I've I don't know. I don't I don't know what How he do was they doing. do tea in Canada? What is this about coming back to Canada? Like, what the, well, look at the hat you're wearing. And, and he you said, got, you got it's the, a NHL hat. It's like, do with Canada. Now he's got the maple leaf jacket on there. I know. It has nothing to do with Canada. It's a fucking sports team. 
It's a what maple, sports team? It's a Maple team? Leafs hat. Isn't what it? sports? What sports team? What sports? Uh, sports, 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 sports. Yeah. Um, a Canadian team? This is a Canadian team. Playing hockey? Yes. That's Canada, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's Jesus 40 US teams, you fucking... God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>